Hey, welcome Kingdom Real Estate Investors to our Wednesday edition of the podcast show. This is an excerpt from our live real estate show we do every single week with business owners, real estate investors from all over the country. If you're enjoying this and you want to join us every week or see who our next guest is that we're going to be hosting this week, go to thekingdomrei.com forward slash live. That's thekingdomrei.com forward slash live to join us and register and again to see what special guests we'll be bringing on this week. Enjoy the episode. Yeah, no, thanks so much. I really appreciate it, man. Thanks for the invite. It's an honor to be on the, the same show here as Logan. I just caught the back end of that. So it sounds like obviously Logan is doing all the right things, but appreciate being on here with you guys. Thanks so much. Yeah, man. So, okay, real quick, 30,000 foot view. You guys are in Phoenix. Tell, tell our audience what you guys are up to right now. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. So it's like you mentioned, I mean, we're, we're locally based in Phoenix, so we're only focused on this market. Um, like you mentioned, we've, we've bought a little over a thousand units, uh, about 160, 180 million in the last couple of years. We have about 100 and 130 million under contract, you know, closed in the next few months. So we've been very blessed to, to be able to create that foundation like you were talking about, Ellis. And then scale from there. So, I mean, to give listeners a little bit of background, like I have no no background um, or experience in real estate, like no family money or anything like that. So I was just a normal middle class guy um, and quit my job in 2018, lived off savings for over a year to try to get into this. And it, it took 14 months when I quit the job to get the first deal. And we didn't even syndicate with like a tenant in common, a tick structure. But I met my two partners throughout that process. And we did that first deal together and we've done every deal since then. So after that, we got that first one and we were able to build out that, that at least the, the foundation as far as having the complementary partnerships, right? That complement your weaknesses. We're now getting to the point where we're trying to build infrastructure kind of like what Logan already has, where you know we now have three full-time W-2 salaried employees and, and we're, we've been blessed to be able to scale. So yeah, we started out with a little, a little tenant in common deal and then we we built a syndication platform and then we're we're just in the process of really growing and building out the infrastructure here in phoenix wow um are you are you full-time in this yet i am yeah i am yeah so all of us are full-time so the three principals robert bickron and myself all three of us quit our jobs uh, we have no other companies no other w-2s we actually converted to an s-corp last year so we all take w-2 salaries um, which is nice now where the company really can support you you know full-time so right. we're all 100 percent focused and we're, we're all local here so zach what was the biggest change man for you know we chatted for a while and dude yep. I, I like zach by the way is my hero man because you were working at like a a, a senior living facility Hosp like yeah, a hospice company bills. i was working as right right yeah yeah, I was, I was working at a hospice company. I was, I was a marketer for a hospice organization, the director of marketing. I was, so I was making a, a good six-figure salary and left that to kind of jump in to multifamily and make no money. Yeah, was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember you telling me your first deal and the way you structured it. I'm yeah. like, dude, you're not getting paid. Why, why no, would she do that deal? No, and, I know. Uh, it's going well now. We're blessed. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah. yeah, well, I, I didn't mean the deal wasn't good, but like you didn't take yeah, any yeah. fees really. And I was like, well, how are you going to live off this? You're like, I'm going to make it work. And so anyways, mm -hmm. man, you have, and I'm just so, I mean, I love seeing this, but I'm curious, like we're talking about team. Mm -hmm. What was things that you got, like what was the turning point and try and be as practical as you can for people thinking about building high performance teams yep. that where you went from, okay, we're doing a tick tenant in common. We're doing, we're, we're investors to we're business owners because that's a, that I think yep. when I look at guys like you and I look at guys like Logan, 
the difference between those who talk about real estate and do a few deals to those who are really going to go to a billion dollars mm-hmm. um, and build, you know, build real legacy in this business doing or doing something by th- treating this like a business. And so I want to know kind of the key things that you can point out that maybe we could replicate that you guys started doing. Yeah, it's, it's a great point. Ellis, a great question, because, yeah, when we first when you start out in this just in general and a lot of the, the, the viewers here probably see it on social media is like, is like everybody has their own personal brand, right? So I was like ZH multifamily and Ellis has your brand, Logan has your brand. And you have all these different co-GPs, right? That come together and do deals, but you have like a bunch of different brands. And so initially it was kind of like, I want to do a goal. I have a goal. I want to do a deal and let's find some people that, that can help us get the first deal done, right? And you're kind of quote unquote dating that entire time and kind of seeing how you work together with people. How do you communicate? Do they have the same work ethic as you? Um, do they have, you guys get along, right? It's important to like your partners because you're going to talk to them pretty much every day. And so anyways, initially you go into it with that mindset, right? But as you start to evolve, and I guess for us anyways, you, you do get quote unquote married. And not only in the sense that you commit to each other as partners going forward um, for future deals and you commit to your role within the organization and within the deal itself, um, but you get married in regards to your branding and your logo as well. Okay. So I, so, so my wife, Grace, she does all our social media. She's really good at it. I, I'm not good at any of that stuff. So everything that we do is all her hundred um, percent. And she had really built up this other brands, EH multifamily, you know, and Bitcoin had his bright investors and, and Robert had his brand. But once we decided to get married, we all kind of shed that become one unified thing. Right. So everything we're doing is branding for each other. And, and that, I guess that's from like a, a psychological and an external perspective. But in, in regards to really viewing it as a company, Ellis, um, it goes back to you have to view what is your strength? Because in the beginning, the first couple of deals, you know, I, I did pretty much, I, I did a, a little bit or most of every little category you can do. I was underwriting the deals, you know, doing all the, the back office stuff, asset management initially. Um, but you cannot scale that way to your point, right? You might do some deals and that's great. But what's the next step? You have to find partners who have the complementary strengths and complementary skill sets that you have. So you can fill in your weaknesses and, and then really start to start to hit on all cylinders. OK, so for me, like I, I have an MBA, I've taken the accounting classes. I understand underwriting, but I hate it. OK, I hate sitting in front of spreadsheets. I want to be out talking to people, talking to investors, finding deals. So I, I found Bikron, you know, who has an economics degree, a CPA, very strong financial analysis. And he made it very clear from the beginning. He said, Zach, I don't want to talk to anybody. I hate talking to people, but I like spreadsheets, <laughs> right? And I was like, oh my God, this is perfect. You know, we're match made in heaven, you know, and, and we get along really well. We both work hard. And then, and we had found, I had found Robert, you know, who has a, a construction background and really fulfilled that net worth liquidity requirements that we needed. Cause I didn't have net worth liquidity to sign on these loans, you know? And so, so you find these complementary partners that have what you don't have and you can also get along. And I mean, when I first started, Ellis, I, I probably quote unquote dated seven to eight different people. You know what I mean? And, and when I say dated, it means you go to these events, you go to meetups, you go to conferences, you find people who want to do it and you have similar interests and you decide, let's, let's work together. Let's try to find a deal, right? And then you start talking to brokers, you start underwriting deals and you'll start to get a sense you know, of, of is this the right person for me? Some people, they, they don't answer your phone calls. You can't get back to them. Some people say they're interested, but you know they're not really working hard. Other people, you get along awesome. They work really hard. I had one, I had nightly calls with one guy for like over a month, you know what I mean? Really good guys, still great friends. But it's at one point we're just like, you know, we can't really help each other because we have the same exact skill set, right? Like I need something that you don't have and vice versa. So let's, let's go our separate ways. So you have to find that. So, and it takes time. Zach, I, 
and I think it's right on, man. And you and you guys have done that. I'm curious because now you, you know, even what you said, you're at 140. You're you got several in the pipeline. There's several good. There's several business owners here who have teams. They've been in this industry for a while. What's taking you guys to the next level in terms of team, like performing at a high level? What What are the systems you have in place if someone's at 100, 150, and they want to go to 500? Like, what's it going to take for you guys to go to 150? to 500 or what do you have to do differently in order to go from where you are now to what, I mean, what is your goal? What are you guys trying to get to? Do you have a target in mind? Yeah. Yeah. No, good question. Alice. It's a great goal or it's a great question. And we're, we're constantly evaluating that. So, I mean, our goal for 2021, which we set last fall was to acquire uh, 250 million of, of new multifamily in Phoenix in 2021. Okay. So we've been very fortunate and just been really blessed to have off market deal flow like all year. Otherwise we wouldn't have done a deal yet. Um, and, and so we're, I think by the end of July or August, we'll be around like 2.30. So we're getting really close to hitting that mark. And so we've been talking about, we obviously want to focus and execute that first, but for 2022, our goal is to buy 1 billion of new assets in the Phoenix market in 2022. And so we're going to split 500 million. We want to syndicate because we think we can get close to flirting with that number this year for syndication. Um, if we keep going at this rate, and then we want to do 500 million for private equity. Okay, so just in the last 60 days, we brought on two new full-time employees because as we're starting to bring on more deals, you know, the, the biggest thing for us operationally is to make sure that our, our units are being renovated on schedule and on budget. Okay, so we hired, we hired Kaylee, our director of asset management earlier this year, and she was previously our regional manager for our third-party management company here in Phoenix for over a year. Okay, so we already knew her for over a year as our regional manager. She knows our entire portfolio. She hired most of our on-site managers. So that was, we basically just hired her from the PM company to be internal. That really buckled down a lot of our operations. Because as we started to scale, you know, Bikron and I are so busy with the transactions back office. Robert was just running around walking units constantly. And, and now we've taken all the construction management in-house, Alice. That's been the biggest key too. And we couldn't have done that without starting to build out infrastructure and hire employees. Okay. So Previously, we were relying on third-party management to do all the renovations, which was fine at first. We were hitting pro forma. As we started to scale, we're like, you know what? I don't think these guys can keep up with the schedule or stay on budget um, because now we're renovating you know, at least 50 to 60 units a month um, across the portfolio, about 10 to 15 units um, per deal. So we, we hired Kaylee. That really helped to buckle down her, her managing all of our vendors, all of our construction crews, overseeing them. We just hired a construction coordinator whose sole focus is to walk units 40 hours a week, you know, making sure that these are all staying on schedule on budget. We just hired, he's starting, um, he's starting Thursday this week, actually, a, a transactions and operations manager. Um, and so basically he's, he's going to have a, a pretty expansive role, but initially taking care of everything transaction related. Because right now, you know, I'm really taking care of everything in regards to legal and, and, uh, and lender checklists and all the different documentation that goes into this stuff. So it'll really offload a lot um, for me for these transactions as far as dispositions, acquisitions. And then on the asset management investor relations side, you know, Alice, um, who's Bikron's uh, fiance, um, she's, she's basically working 50, 60 hours a week right now doing investor relations. No joke. You know, just because we're having 150, 200 plus investors in every deal, it's a ton of communication. So he's going to really help reviewing PPMs, doing communication there, verifying wires. And then also help with asset management as far as, you know, doing the draws for lender um, reimbursements and, and things like that. So that'll really help to free us up 
Um, because I, I think you and Logan were kind of talking about it. And again, I missed the beginning, but I mean, to really scale and be efficient. And I realized this firsthand because I can easily get distracted and try to be the guy that tries to do everything, right? But it's, but it's not smart and it's not efficient. And so we really have to continue to hone in, okay, what, are my, what is my highest and best use? Okay, what is my greatest skill set? And what do I want to do? You know what I mean? Because even if, even if you're good at something, but you hate doing it, um, it's not going to be sustainable. You know what I mean? And you have to keep, you have to have endurance, you know, mentally, emotionally, everything. Right. And so anyways, this, this just frees us up, right? It frees up the construction to be, that's kind of on autopilot now. The back office is going to be on autopilot once we get our new guy trained. So I can focus on finding deals, finding equity, and, and Bitcoin can work on operations processes. Robert can focus on on asset management. Gosh, dude, you know what I'm hearing when I'm listening to you, man? I, I just kind of, it's kind of comical. I want to, uh, and forget, for, excuse my French. No, no, about dude, to say I don't is, care. You lay how it on. Do you, like, I want, like, here's the question. Like you just said, I didn't have any real estate background. And then you just, you listed off like four, you know, spots in your company that, you know, you probably didn't even know the names of those spots. No, two, you have you know, no two, idea. Three years ago, no, right? No, no, so, no. dude, for those who are like, I mean, how do you even figure it? I just, I think it's so encouraging, man. Of like, you just figure this stuff out as you go and this is what it means and talking about laying out your vision because once you, you, you as you have the vision you can figure out the, the the people that you need along the way and it seems like that's what you guys are doing man 100 percent. no you said it very well alice and that's what people have to realize and it applies obviously and not only multifamily but in life in general right yeah. um, you, you set the goal and, and you have faith and you continue to work toward it and, and you're right i mean if you just keep grinding along then things will start to pop up. You know what I mean? Opportunities that you may not have even realized were opportunities before because you weren't thinking in regards to your goal. You may start to see opportunities and, and you start to figure it out as you go along the way. So to be honest with you, I mean, this entire journey for me personally, I'm not even I'm not talking about the organization, I'm just talking about me personally, as far as like pushing my own comfort zone and my own personal finances is like, I'm just trying to stay above water. You know what I mean? I'm constantly staying above water and then keep pushing the comfort zone. You know what I mean? To take on new challenges. And through that, you know, you gain the experience, you put yourself in these uncomfortable situations, which allows you to learn, gain confidence, you know, and you're ready for more, more adversity. And so, I mean, it's funny because when you, when you first start listening to real estate podcasts and you read the books, everybody talks about economies of scale, right? And that's why we love it. And, and everything gets easier. And it's true. We're really starting to see it. It's not rocket science, right? It's, it's, you have to, you have to be able to manage people, build systems, um, but it's not rocket science. So if you can find the right people to fulfill these roles and make sure you hold everybody accountable, be efficient, then, then yeah, you really can scale it. At the end of the day, it then comes down to finding the right deals that make sense, finding the equity, and then getting all your infrastructure built out so that that's kind of on, on cruise control, so to speak. Zach, I want to ask you this question before I let you out of here, man. Talking about going back to your man, Deep Faith, respect you as a brother. Like, yeah, thanks. So too. What is, you know, this, this idea of building companies and creating margin in your life and in your business from a kingdom perspective, man, why, why, why does that matter to you? Why is that important? Or, or is that important? And how, and how is this yeah. coming alive in your, in your own journey and walk yeah. with Christ? No, it, it's, a, it's a great question, Allison. It is very important. And um, somebody asked me this last week. And honestly, so the reason I'm, I'm doing this personally, like I love to be competitive, you know what I mean? And, and the reason I like real estate is it's not because the money, like I don't even spend my money really. Like, I, like I, I'm investing everything in the deals. Basically, we're saving all our money. It's not to buy stuff. Um, it's really just the competition. And we really like how, you know, real estate is almost like um, 
it's almost like a scoreboard in a sense because it shows how how hard you can work and how how much you can compete to achieve a certain level you know among the competition but the money really doesn't matter for me it's a very abstract goal yeah i don't know what it is but i i know that if i pound it hard right now i mean i just we just got married grace and i just got married six months ago we're planning on having kids um you know starting next year so we really want to build that foundation personally um but just looking at the world i feel like i want to make a really big impact on society and and really give exposure to christ and kind of do his journey you know what i mean like i feel like i'm like god's warrior in a sense and i have a big purpose i don't know what it is yet though but i know that the bigger i build up my financial resources and my social network of resources i'll be able to make a bigger impact down the yeah. road i don't know what it's going to be yet um, but i think it'll be a combination of like business media politics something like that That's and great. i just I like this vehicle for where I'm at in my place in my life right now. You know what I mean? With real I think estate. That's so so well stated, man. I, if someone asked me the other day, well, so what's your 10, what, you know, what, 10 years, 20 years from now? Like, what do you, I'm like, I actually don't know the answer to yeah, that. I don't either. Like, I, it's abstract. I really don't. I just, really you know, yeah. yeah, it's kind of unraveling as you go, right? Because yeah. you're focused on right now and you probably have like a year or three years, something like that. Right. No, I think that's so good, man. You know, like you can't get, you know, and think about a guy like Elon, you know, like a vision to go to Mars. You can't go to Mars without absurd amount of resources. So exactly. You know. exactly. Yeah. You, um, you can. I mean, so yeah, it's, it's all about that abundance mindset. The more you have, the more you can give and you can make a big impact. Like if you think that there's nonprofits that are shady or that are donating money to places that aren't good, then you should start a huge nonprofit and go make a huge impact and, and be good. You know what I mean? So it's like, I mean, yeah. what we've seen in this country, you know what I mean? Just the last four years has made me realize like, you know what, it's good to have financial resources so I can go and figure out what that big goal is going to be. But if I can get enough resources now, then I can actually make a huge impact. You know what I mean? So, huge, man. yeah. Um, Zach, I, before you go, I'm going to give you a chance. I want people to know if you're listening to this, you're looking to do bigger deals. I am doing a live webinar tonight on the seven ways to profit from a real estate syndication. You know, watching you come in this, People say, this is inspiring. How do you get in? I want to show you, break down the seven ways you can actually get paid in these deals. I'm going to post that link below. Um, make sure you guys go get signed up for that. If you're saying, hey, I, I want to do bigger deals. I want to get involved in bigger projects like Zach's talking about tonight, 5 p.m. Pacific. I'm going to be doing a training where I'm going to walk through seven ways. Many of those ways, you don't need your own money uh, to actually get in these deals. Zach talked about how they did their first deal with a tenant in common structure um where he brought in someone else's capital he found the deal so there are ways to break in and start doing bigger deals that's why we created the kingdom aria community so that you can take off pieces of these deals and grow faster tonight five o'clock i'll post the link uh, now but zach i want to give you a chance as well man before you go brother you're talking about social capital where you guys are at I want people to follow you everywhere man so what's the best place to follow in your journey and to continue to learn from you dude yeah, thanks so much, Elsa. I really appreciate it, man. Thanks again. Um, you guys can go to our website, rise48equity.com. So R-I-S-E-4-8-Equity.com. You can email me, Zach at rise48equity.com. And if you go to our website, you know, you can you can go on Calendly, set up a call with me if you want to learn more. I'm always available to get on a call or, or meet up if you're local. So so thanks again, Alice. Really appreciate it, man. Hey, uh, Zach, my uh, Jeremy's on this call, and uh, I got a feeling he's going to be like, how the heck did these guys find 150 million dollars of off-market deal flow 
in the Phoenix market. And uh, so we may, uh, we may be able to have a follow-up combo, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think I talked <laughs> to you guys, your guy Samson several weeks ago too. So we should, we need to all link up soon. Yeah. Let's do it. You come to San Diego anytime soon? You know what? We're actually going to be there next week because we're going to NMHC. We okay. Yeah, dude. Well, I'm here, man. Tuesday, uh, either Tuesday, Wednesday. We're, we're leaving Wednesday. We get there Tuesday morning. We leave Wednesday night next week. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's figure something out. I'm sure I can, I'm sure there's a lot happening there. Maybe we'll just come and join you guys on something. Yeah. I, I don't know what to expect, honestly. So maybe if there's some type of event nearby, I'll try to get you invited over there. I, we don't have anything planned. I don't know what. For sure. Works, so. Sounds great. Okay. Awesome. I, I'm glad to know that's happening, man. So I'll see you next week. Cool. Thanks, Alice. Hey, just because the show's over doesn't mean the journey is. Listen, if you're a faith-driven real estate professional or investor, then you'll want to go to the kingdomrei.com to learn about our mastermind. If you're interested in investing alongside me in alternative investments like multifamily apartment complexes, then head to ellishammond.com to learn more about that. Cheers.